2: It's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood
1: podcast.
2: Hi there. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. My
1: name is Mike Sweeney. And I'm Jesse Gaskell. She is Jesse Gaskell, and we are writers on Conan. And uh, this podcast is all about what's going on at Conan behind the scenes. And uh, we have a great show for you today.
2: Things are very wacky right now because we're doing Conan at home episodes.
1: Literally, the entire show is being done remotely remotely. No two people getting together. Everyone working in their own cubby hole at home.
2: I actually shot something at home. I shot a commercial and I had yes. to set up a little tripod and do it myself. And I felt like I was making a student film.
1: That came out great. It was called. It was uh,
2: <laughs> Mind Chicken.
1: Mind Chicken. It was an app that makes. Well, I don't want to give a, it away. Yeah, yeah.
2: We we shouldn't give it away. But people should watch it. Yeah. Just know that every shot was painfully elicited by me alone at home. And then <laughs> having to go like scroll through all the shots and hating them all. Cause you just don't like looking at yourself on camera.
1: They came out great. You looked great. Yeah, it was fine. I'd be more worried about your dog. Interrupting
2: oh yeah. She, she did interrupt a lot of takes, especially yeah. the ones where I had chicken food. McNuggets in them. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what dog can resist?
2: Come Basically dog food.
1: Did you feel like you were going insane sitting at home? Why am I doing this again? Who is this for?
2: (laughs) I did, but it also was sort of nice because I didn't have a whole crew around me like waiting waiting to go to lunch and they're all looking at me like, ugh, another Uh, take. Shooting
1: with the whole crew there... Sometimes we shoot stuff on the, sh- let's call it the old show. Yeah. The, the pre-pandemic <laughs> show where there's 20 people standing around. And if you're shooting it through our control room, they literally do have to break for lunch. And yeah, everyone is just staring at they're you. They're
2: counting down the seconds. Oh and they're boy, like, "What? Oh why are you keeping us from our sandwiches?
1: Like if you're like, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> Even if you're thinking that in your brain, you can't say that out loud.
2: Yeah. Oh no. I learned long ago that the only rule is just act like you know what yes. you want even <laughs> if you change your mind later just be really confident in your bad decision the first
1: exactly
2: time. um well, one i guess unexpected uh, positive side effect of everyone being home is that we got to talk to some people this week that don't live in L.A., and we normally wouldn't get right. to chat with them.
1: Right. Very excited about this week's guests. They're actually a couple, a couple that met at the old Late Night with Conan show, and we thought it'd be great to talk to them. They're happily married with two beautifully young kids, and they talk to us after they put their kids to bed. It's Ellie Kemper and her husband, Mike Komen.
2: Both very successful in their own right. Of course. Uh, You probably know Ellie. She is the star of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which she didn't even mention this, but there's a new episode out this week on Netflix. Like, didn't even promote it, which I think... Just means that she's some kind of angel.
1: We found out after the fact, and it's called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, of course, Kimmy versus the Reverend. And it's an interactive episode. So you get to decide how her adventure goes. Like she could get married or yeah. she could uh, perform a rescue mission.
2: I can't wait to watch it.
1: Yeah. Especially an interactive show for a pandemic is perfect. You can really, that can eat up almost a day and a half.
2: Yeah. Well, and Michael Komen is also a successful writer, producer. He not only wrote on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, but he co-created Eagleheart and Nathan for You.
1: And he's working on, a, it's a secret project with the Nathan with Fielder Nathan Fielder. for HBO. Yeah. And I guess HBO Max, that's something to look for too. That should be great.
2: So here's our delightful convo with Ellie and Michael.
1: Lovebirds. We're here with Ellie Kemper and her husband, Michael Komen. And we're here with Michael Komen and his wife, Ellie Kemper. Thank you for joining
3: us. (laughs) Thank you for having us. It's it's an honor.
1: Oh, my God. It's like 5 a.m. where you are. You're in New
3: York City.
4: (laughs) No, we're actually in the Midwest. We're in St. Louis. We well,
3: just put Oh, a radio yeah. voice. We're actually
2: we're so
1: soft. Well, I feel you did misrepresented. You, it was l- later than it was going to be. I thought. I think you, uh, you really
4: because I feel like I flooded my emails <laughs> with CMT. I was so proud to write CMT after no. all the time. Also,
3: Michael, what is M? No one abides by Mountain Time. CST, Central Standard Time. Although nowhere. In, oh yeah. But in no, the, the only, second, there was, was a, a hint of
4: art. a virus in the air. We fled to St. Louis to. Wow. So wow,
2: so you m- took the virus there.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yes. right. We, took, we were one New of those York. flights out
4: of New York. Yep. <laughs> well, the, on the CNN here, map of the hotspots, you could actually see a dot crossing right. the sky.
2: <laughs> we're here with the a super
4: spreader family.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you've been locked down in St. You're based normally in New York City. So That's right. Did you ever imagine you'd be in St. Louis this long?
3: It's very strange. So the reason we're in St. Louis is I grew up in St. Louis. I'm from here. And we're staying at a friend's house, but the friends aren't here. And it's weird because we normally only come back to St. Louis for holidays or, like, obviously a visit to see my family. So it's for me, it's weird because my memories of childhood are colliding with this horrible, horrible, unreal time that we're all living in. And for you, I don't know what your experience has been. Well, no, this has been...
4: Totally positive for me because well we have two children and they're able to we're uh some friends of Ellie's family let us stay in their pool house.
1: So I there's just,
3: a, I a, just a, did, really?
1: I just no, explained he was going into more detail. We didn't he know what it's like. Right
3: it's the pool house. <laughs> so he was
1: only complimenting what you said. It wasn't That's
3: that he true. Was you he was yes anding.
2: If you're in the pool house, does that mean you also get control of the pool as well? They're not
3: opening the pool this year. It's 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 not covid related. It's just it's it's an old pool and they don't want to open it anymore. Totally understandable. But there will be no pool. Just Whoa. the house. Bum deal. I want out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of this free situation. I mean, a pool
2: house <laughs>
4: implies working pool.
2: Yep. Just, yes.
3: No, I never yep. would have
4: accepted I, this sanctuary I, had I knew. No, I'll show day.
3: you the email pool Fred. parties pool house it was consistently referred to as the pool house oh,
4: man. <laughs>
1: slash cabana
2: yes well LA. and you two you have two small children so yeah. it it does seem like kind of the ideal time to be stuck at home because then you don't feel like you're missing out on anything yep out in the world it's not like you have to say no to all your friends fun parties right right now Michael and Ellie, can we rewind a little bit into the past? Because you two are one of the only successful Conan couples. I think it is. <laughs> Wait, have I there been a successful? lot of couples there, that didn't make it? I,
3: there were I, many. There's, I, there's many. only two other couples. <laughs> uh,
1: another writer, right? Andrew Weinberg, uh, met yes. his Wife.
3: Wait, so and you, who's the other couple? Uh,
2: are, were there two others? Are there
3: any?
1: People, people that That's actually met it are still together. Oh, our head writer Matt O'Brien. Oh yeah, and his well, I was just wife. gonna say,
3: did and they, they his meet his at Conan? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, yeah. That's That's right. Right. Okay, all right, good. Well, we're we're proud to be ranked among. Those. And then there's yeah. probably a lot of
2: one night stands. Oh, that we many. Won't talk yeah. about. <laughs> yes. So Ellie, you were an intern at Conan.
3: First of all, I was an old intern. I was, I mean, old in years. I was. 25, I turned 25 during my time there. That's Yeah, old. she was an old oh, wow. intern. <laughs> Wait, love, how did you end up being an intern My younger sister, Carrie Kemper, nay Kemper, now Dugan, my younger sister was an intern there, like when, at an appropriate age, 20, 21. <laughs> and then 24. she, 24, she, well, she got me an interview with Aaron Cohen, who we all know of, and then at the, when I was 24, and I got the unpaid internship. I got it.
4: Well, that's why when I met you, I thought you were Carrie's younger sister. Oh right, not Freddie physical. I just thought you were there after because I was there after
3: her. Yeah. I know, but no, I was living in New York, all right, trying to figure out what to do, and that's and so I thought, oh well, I'm getting yeah. an internship. And you
4: were the somewhere. casting intern.
3: Yes, I was the casting intern. Oh. Um,
2: well, were you uh, uh, hoping to be an actress at that point? I
3: mean, was that yes? I was oh, doing. Th- um, so that seems really smart. Well, thanks. In retrospect, it was. At the time, I feel like if you're an intern, I guess you're learning the ropes. You're seeing how television production happens. And and I guess because of these aspirations to become an actress, I guess that's why. I didn't interview specifically for the casting department, but that's where I was put. Yes, I was doing improvisation at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater and the People's Improv Theater. And that's what I was doing when I was in New York at that time.
4: And I remember... There was some uh, satellite TV channel that we did that was, I can't imagine that it aired. It was awful. I, oh, it I, aired. I, okay. so, <laughs> it Frank Smiley. Oh, his uh, dinner? It, Frank Smiley was the star of it, okay. uh, is how bad this was. And Frank, Ellie, Frank's still a producer on the show. It was called Dinner with Al Spinata. It was such a <laughs> <laughs> utterly like un There's the the entire concept revolved around that he wore an undershirt and spoke in a loud voice. There was. Uh-huh. There was uh, I
3: just remember he threw food at the camera. And yeah.
4: And, oh yeah. He almost got punched by the cameraman because he threw yeah. uh, he threw a tomato at Kurt Decker's camera.
2: Yeah. But. Uh, and this was one that you had pitched, Michael. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. But, oh, and, this uh, is. And, but oh, I had asked, Michael Cohen. yes, and then I yeah. asked, I mean, I'm hoping it was Frank's idea and I was just helping, but it was, I think, I think it might've been something I actually pitched, but I asked Cecilia if Ellie could be the daughter in the... So
1: Cecilia no, was the casting action. director. Yeah.
3: Cecilia was the casting director, and
1: you went and you. So you had seen Ellie around the office. Yes. I guess. Like, so I'd man, like man, I'd like to take has. credit.
3: Yes. Yeah. I des- I de-
4: I definitely thought that this she would just look funny on TV. Uh, oh, were but were you
2: also kind of hoping that yeah. you know yeah. this would be an overture yeah oh I don't so like think, hey I got you this gig.
4: Well, this is also <laughs> something that is. Uh, I always feel like is the reason we've. Have a good relationship or a good marriage, is that we were friends for like two years before we ever went on a date. Oh yeah. wow! And oh. we were good friends. We we talked a lot and we hung out, but we met, there was not even the scintilla of romance <laughs> <None>. <laughs> on your end uh, until <laughs> <laughs> we've known each other for years. Yeah, right,
3: right.
1: Oh wow! So Ellie, mm-hmm. you were long gone, I guess, from the office. But you guys were still keeping in touch. And oh, from
3: friends. the Conan. Uh, yes. From being, well, in, we, from
1: being an intern.
3: Yeah, I was. Yes, because yeah. I was only an intern for oh, how long are those? Six months, probably. A semester, yeah. Right. Right. A semester. And well, for if you're those still who in college, you were college, <laughs> <for those who laughs> are not out in the real world, <laughs> not getting paid for their work. And I, no, no, that's a, that's a, that's a diss on me, not on the internships. Internships are not paid. That's just how it goes. Yeah. In order to get the internship, I got college credit at the people, at the pit, the People's Improv oh, Theater. So that's how, that's how I got so, around that smart really dodged that yeah figured it out but we continued to be friends real good scam for any of you (laughs) aspiring interns out there who are above the age of 22 (laughs) okay so yeah we continued to hang out and then and also i did see more of you because cecilia bless her would put me in sketches on your show so that was after that was post-internship
1: Yes. And, and then uh, the great thing about actors on Late Night and on the co- all the Conan shows, if you're in something and everyone likes you, you start getting used a lot. Yeah. Which is great. That was awesome.
4: because yes. Well, most of the time it was like a form of cheating because you yeah. knew who Conan liked and then you would cast them in your piece to purely to manipulate him into using it in the show.
1: That's a uh, big secret
4: yes. to yes. S- success <laughs> on the
1: Conan show. I'd see people bring something into rehearsal and the curtain would open a rehearsal and I'd be like, Oh no, they, they cast him. Yes. <laughs> I, Cause I knew it was someone Conan didn't like, yeah. just wasn't a fan of as a performer. Right. Cause just, it
2: also works the other way where if there's somebody that maybe he, he saw one thing that he didn't like, he's soured on Yeah, no, it's the on poisons
1: forever. as well. It's a tough business. But, so,
2: Ellie, you were one of the ones that he liked. I hope yes. so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I Listen, I...
1: You were great. I hope so. I don't you know. You in a that, ton of sketches.
3: I was in... I Listen, I really won the lottery because... Maybe we trace it back to Carrie Kemper because getting that internship, I got to know everyone there. And the, I and for got and a every, husband. I got a husband. I got, got my two kids. <laughs>
4: no, I mean as as. But what's, it was a very successful husband hunt.
3: <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it's so weird because Michael, you seemed older then than you do right now. I've said that many <laughs> times.
4: Well, no, because that was my your, the front I would put up was that I was wearing a but you seemed
3: like you had this whole lifetime before. I don't know. It's, I keep I, time. I agree with you. you right. You did I was like, wow,
1: this guy has absorbed a lot of old man stuff. You're right? I don't know, you just, you just talk about Italian movies from the early fifties. I, think- I was like, what did he do?
4: Well, I think when it was did he all, do
3: that? That's but it was right.
4: all just in the in the search also for your, some kind of personality. Your
3: days in L.A. Like he led this life in L.A. That seems so. I mean, you wrote for <laughs> you led this mysterious life writing for Mad TV, <laughs> but you, it really was so strange because you got that job at such a young age. It, well, the first half of my life like you was much person. more
4: eventful than the second. The, hap, the second oh. half is much happier, but there was a lot of. Uh, This stuff that happened early, so I had like good stories for a while.
1: I'm sure there've been many great events in the second half of your life as well. Well, The the best event,
4: the the best events happen in the second half. (laughs) To to
1: begin,
3: we have the pool house.
1: (laughs) Yeah did didn't you get a job at Mad TV when you were like nineteen? Yeah, that's crazy.
4: um, Well, you know, there was an interesting job when I was nineteen. My first job, I was got hired to be a, the assistant for a comedian named Barry Sobel, who is doing a <laughs> right. five-minute talk show for Comedy Central. We ended up... Um, that
2: was quibby ahead of its time. Right? <laughs> I don't think it's...
4: I, I think they aired. I mean, they, they did air, I think, at least once. But they wanted to do these programs in between their other... after their movies, because they ended at strange times. And I think it was the first time that Jimmy Fallon was ever on TV. Was, he, he did stand-up on this. Fred Willard... Was the sidekick uh, on that, and I started like I was getting very coffee and stuff, but then we got along very well, and we ended up writing a lot of the show together. And then Fred Willard, just purely out of kindness, I wrote him a letter a couple years later, and, and he came to our house to do a sketch show that my roommate uh, Todd Glass was one was doing as a TV pilot. Fred Willard's agent is the reason I have got the job at Mad TV. So I, I hadn't really written anything. Other than Wait, that one. So you can write to Fred Willard and he'll come to your house to do that. I mean, it, it, I wish it was more complicated than that. He didn't, I actually realized when he came to the house, he didn't remember me. He didn't know, know that I we had met before. I thought, I just assumed that he would. But he got a letter saying, Oh, we're trying to. So he really
2: to, just showed up. Yeah. He's saying, <laughs> We're
4: doing a show one night. Uh, would you the part, would you mind doing this? And he came, this is before email. So he responded to the letter and said, okay. And he said, as long as you don't film it or something and show it anywhere. And uh, so he did (laughs) it just just to do something for an evening.
2: It was incredible.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Uh,
2: Truly for the love of the craft.
1: (laughs) I'm emailing him right now.
2: <laughs> he, he, he won't get it. Desk. You have to mail him. That's right. You have to send a letter. Wow. Well, so Michael, when you started at Conan, then you must have still been pretty young.
4: I think I was twenty-four. I wasn't. Yeah, not that's really young. Too young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm i sure I was about the same age as Andrew Weinberg, right, when he started, and he had just been an intern. Um, you, oh, he was. You an guys intern.
1: collaborated a lot together. We just learned. I did not know this. That I guess you guys were either just friends or maybe had gone out on one or two dates and then hadn't talked for a while. And then
3: I was well, just thinking of what this. Happened. Yes, this is incredible. No, I'll tell you exactly what happened. We were friends for a long time. Then we sort of started dating a little bit. And I'll be honest, I cut it off. I was like, that's enough. I did. I said I mean, are you humiliated? That's no, what I
4: remember it really well. What happened was we went out on one date, like actual official date, and it was a nice time. We we, we liked it. we obviously liked each other and you giggled a bunch and then <laughs> you told me that you didn't wanna go out after that. Yeah. And I got really sullen and mad. Yeah, right, and we didn't right, talk right, right. You guys time. know
3: Michael can Michael's a little bit uh you, petulant, you petulant. Yes, you're childlike in that way. You sort of whine and mope, and so yes, you grew very sour. And then you just decided not to talk. I, we didn't talk altogether, right? It was just, I guess you were you were probably embarrassed, right? I mean, is that why people get angry? But it's anyway, of course I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. So we, but it's correct. I've heard
1: that you've why never
3: been angry. People before. have angered. <laughs> I read that. um right. So we weren't talking, and then see, I, it's all the members of my family who did this because. We weren't talking for a while. My mom emailed. We emailed all the time. My mom and I emailed all the time, talked on the phone. My mom sent me an email that said, oh, how is Michael doing? I saw that, um, you know, he's sick. Conan went to his apartment to visit him. I saw it on the show, and I had missed that episode. I loyal watcher of Conan, but hadn't seen that episode, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I looked it up online. I guess right there was the internet then, and I looked it up, and there you were. And you, it's a very funny sketch. I don't know, do we still have access to it? It
4: wasn't a sketch.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a well, sketch.
3: It was a remote.
1: It was just we'll probably put it up yeah, sure. where, on
4: YouTube when this.
1: Podcast yes,
3: yes, it's really great. It's great. And yeah, because so it was basically. I think all you're
4: really uh, exaggerating the quality of that. I
3: oh, you don't like you? No, don't like, I I was well, you genuinely were mad, ill. You were mad too, you weren't that ill. And
4: like, no, I had strep throat. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Andrew, I think Andrew Weinberg deserves the credit. He he suggested why doesn't Conan just come to my apartment and see if I'm really sick? I don't know why. What I was thinking, but I, like to look like I was a team player, I s- continued to send in some jokes, but they were the I put no effort into them. They were were really bad. And then he came and read them out loud in my apartment.
2: Oh, no. Uh,
4: And then, I feel terrible about this, but the doorman let him up without calling me. And so uh, and, I th- and then I think th- I think what happened was then George the doorman got nervous at the last second and called me right before Conan knocked and he said, uh, you have someone coming up and he hung <laughs> up and then Conan knocks and I answer right away so the- which I felt bad because that makes it look kind of fake but then on the way out, I don't I think they cut this out of were anything. you
2: were at least wearing a bathrobe or something like you
4: were I was just you're wearing an, like an, pajama pants shirt. and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's to convincing. be fair
3: you don't look that sick i think because you're trying to put on a good front you don't look that sick and i've read some of the comments on youtube video or wherever i saw it, and they are like he's not sick <laughs>
4: no people were like what kind of, a piece of shit has a job like that and he's faking sick to get out of it and then one comment even yeah. said uh said, this is why we're going to go to war with iran <laughs> <laughs> just my total lack of character when it aired when we left we walked past the doorman and I was like great job George nice security and then uh, who said that uh, I think I did or uh, I said that I said thanks a lot George and then Conan said yeah great security got here and then my super went crazy and I had this very strict Romanian super Who for? He said, "You must edit that out of any rerun. That must never air. This building." (laughs) Yeah, because anyone could pose as
2: a late night host. Oh yeah, Yeah. exactly. Any, Any thief could just come and say they're. Filming a late night show. Oh no! he was like yeah, we'll the he thought right the up.
4: value of the building would plummet because of this, and <laughs> he, I he tapped the you... side of the building and he goes, "Michael, these bricks are worth more than gold."
1: Michael,
3: <laughs> 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 we still, are about to did.
2: be
4: plunged into war with Iran.
3: <laughs> 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 Thanks because to you. you.
2: Uh, so, anyway,
4: I have nothing but bad memories of that.
3: No, but have a better memory now because my mom saw it, alerted me to your <gasps> poor state, and then. I yes. emailed or called you or something to see how you were doing, and then we, that started. The is community. that true? That's the yes, reason. Oh my gosh,
4: that, that's incredible! It's like mean, a
3: rom com. Yeah, it is a true rom com. The setting is Manhattan. Like everything is yeah out of a movie. And then there's a doorman. Oh, yeah, there's a doorman. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: there was.
3: <laughs> there was once. He's gone. And wow, Anyway, well, it opened the communication again.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I think. Can I go back for a second? Because so there's something infamous. I forgot to mention, yeah. and I feel like could it could upset it. Is that the only reason I ever got a job at Conan was because when I worked at Matt TV, I worked at Matt TV and there were like three of us who worked together and I don't think any of us really liked it there. One of them was, went on to be a great Saturn Live writer. And the other one was a former Conan writer named Greg Cohen, who I, I became very good friends with and he recommended me to you. And I don't, I think that's the only reason yeah. you would have hired me is on Greg's recommendation. I
1: love, uh, Greg was, Greg's hilarious.
4: Yes. I love Greg. He's my favorite. Yes. Right. I don't think anyone I've never met anyone funnier than him. And he but I think literally just out of spite for Matt, TV, like we hated it there so much. And he, he was treated so badly that I think just to undermine the show, he was trying to recommend me to you. <laughs> so I could so, so I would be I would be taken out of the writer's room there.
1: Well, It worked. You well, got in a plug for. A I love Cohen. a spite
2: hire. <laughs> I,
1: I thought I thought you would left the show before because we didn't ever like to hire anyone who's already on another show.
4: Oh, interesting. I, I mean,
3: I you didn't it, work there. It, when, it was Greg well
4: known. You know, know. I, I think I would have left anyway. But what, what?
3: You didn't work there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting your story. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love
1: this romantic story. And,
3: and <laughs> I know, I know let me just going.
1: backtrack twenty years to." I want to go back Greg. to the love story because yes. this yeah, is my so. bread and
2: butter. Wanna
0: make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only thirty dollars at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Imagine you just got home from work, dinner is ready, wine is chilled, and your man has offered you 15 minutes of heaven in the form of a foot massage. And then he says, Your tanning session is now complete what just happened you found your escape at palm beach tan break from the chaos at a palm beach tan near you and leave rejuvenated take time for yourself at palm beach tan and take that feeling with you wherever you go get up to 25 dollars off your first month featuring australian gold perfect man not included
2: life is a highway And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
4: Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m., at all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New Miracle-Gro organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. Miracle-Gro is simply the best.
1: I also love that that Ellie's mother is a critical
3: Lynchpin. Yes Lynch I know oh. and I feel like Michael's not acknowledging it. He's yes, like Greg I mean, Cohen. you should be My She must her have every been a day. Michael fan. She was a huge Michael fan, and I have looked back in emails that I sent her at the time, and I said, "I go, mom, it's really weird. We are not at all dating. We hang out all of the time. I've never had a friend like this because we hung out so oh, often, but there was but no." Well, I'm
4: very moved. Ellie's mother is a really brilliant, <laughs> funny woman. She and is but I, that I, she you're would have given me threw me a bone like that back then is yeah. incredible. To, yeah, I, I had she. No but idea. she is
3: the reason. But I mean, maybe we would have run into each other otherwise, but. Yeah. That's why we started talking again. When Mm -hmm. you
2: started talking again, what was different about it for you then, Ellie? Because you initially thought that that wasn't... I think... That you weren't interested
3: romantically. uh, Yeah, I think that we can... Well, I don't think no think it one was. said
4: she wasn't interested.
3: I think it was. <laughs> think it she was. had
4: other considerations. What is this? Remember, I was like, I need to focus on my career.
3: It wasn't that different. It was. I think it was still that we were just friends. Because I, Michael, I seem to remember us being friends for like so long. No, we were. I really think dating. we were
4: we were friends for two years at least. You were so hard to read. You never discussed your personal life. I didn't know anything. I never heard of you dating anybody. I didn't know anything about that part of your life. We just. <laughs> We would walk around a lot and we'd hang out at the I remember there was like an ATM we'd always go to. Michael, go to Chase one bank.
3: time we went to that ATM to get cash.
4: <laughs> this <right>. sounds
3: romantic.
4: <laughs> I'm worried about my son developing memories at three. I don't remember anything from twenty-four to thirty-two. Oh,
3: but I remember oh, can I say this? Because I'm so upset about this still. There was one time was we got in a big this is after we were dating. We got into a fight. I had your I had this late night uh hoodie from you. It was just, I mean, Uh it wasn't like you gave it to me. I just had it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like wearing your letter jacket or whatever. And I was (laughs) so mad at you when I took the hoodie, we were in a fight. You were gone. I took the hoodie and I ran up the street to Housing Works and I just gave it away. to So Housing Works is a thrift shop where you can give. Yeah. And I gave it away. And then a week later, like we had made up or whatever. And I was so mad because it was such a great. Do you know what this is? I was so mad. I donated it (laughs) to the needy and
1: and got the tax receipt
2: (laughs) and kept it.
3: I don't know who, but I then you know. regretted it. You wanted it back. I wanted it back. Not only it was very comfortable, but also I was sentimental about. It. I'm sad that it. I hope whoever has it now is having.
1: I, 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 probably have, I have a I closet have full this. of old Conan stuff. I mean, I'll send you pictures. And maybe you, you have that. Oh great! Uh, I and I can take it
3: out from there. I would love that. I bet you have this. I don't know theory. why you don't
4: wear it more. I mean. The giant redheaded caricature on the back
3: of every piece of clothing (laughs) makes it evergreen. It
4: really turns heads.
1: So then things just kind of clicked after that and you started dating.
3: Again, I, I feel like it was a while. I, I, I oh. how do you make that transition? Because that's so hard. Yeah, I, I think really it know. was a definite decision. It, it was like
4: yes, it was a very, it was very. I corrupt. do remember. We I do, kept, we did went for, go from this limbo into suddenly we were real relationship.
3: But then I remember. But then there were many. I feel like well, you don't like acknowledging this, but there was like a very after we started dating, which I can't remember the timeline exactly, except that we were friends for so long. I stopped talking, then you got sick. My mom like saved our relationship and then we started becoming <laughs> friends again. And then whenever the, the sick. whenever it turned into sick <laughs> for what day. He got gravely ill. <laughs> That's what it took. And then we then we started dating. but then I do remember because we had a, we had like a substantial breakup period, but I think that was was that after the writer's strike?
4: Uh, <laughs> no, because we were dating during the writer's strike. I
3: know. So was it Yes. An after-
4: and then there was another period when we weren't together, but I don't really remember when that was.
2: <laughs>
3: the yeah. male
4: never remembers that.
3: You,
2: you, real Sam and Diane energy <laughs> here. It's <very> <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Maybe this will help,
1: because yeah. one of my favorite pieces that you did was right after the iPhone came out. <gasps> and it starts right. both of you guys. I know. Mm. Well, you... Uh, the first the iPhone, iPhone came thing. out and mm-hmm. you showed all the things it did. And it was like 20 different <laughs> uses. And, and you, it was so big.
2: I, I looked at I watched
3: this earlier, too. Yeah, it's, it's great. funny how big the iPhone is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so crazy that 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 the iPhone came that there wasn't an iPhone. Yeah. Pride. And we all knew. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> weird. But I remember, yeah, where were we in our relationship Were you guys then? dating then? I don't think we well, were. Well, because you end up in bed I together was, in the sketch. I know. Yes,
4: I never would have taken those kind of liberties that were if we weren't dating because we were in a bed together. You just we, wrote a well, sketch
2: where you were in bed together. I know, Michael. In bed that's together? That's such a classic comedy guy move. I know. getting The
4: part that I remember, uh, you know, Jesse, when you're... <laughs> filming a love scene it's (laughs) the least romantic thing in the world it's so technical no but the part I remember being like oh boy it was uh, it was when there was some part where we were in a bathroom and we're you were blow drying our hair hair. yeah Mm. and it looked the way it would look if you actually were like in Right. The bathroom, so, and that felt very...
3: I was so thrilled to get to be in that. I'm trying to remember where, like at what time of year that was. I can't, I just remember it was, it being so... I think it was
1: the summer. Of, it was just a month or two after his sore throat healed.
3: Oh, well, oh, well the thing I really dead. remember yeah.
4: about that is I remember there was a <laughs> some shot, so terribly shot with Jason Shalemi where he was <laughs> getting something squirted in his yeah. eyes and he was clawing like a rat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, ah. and I... <laughs> it was just the funniest piece of oh, bad
4: Chuck acting. Mace. Oh right, it was Mace, of course. Yeah.
3: yeah, and Brian Stack narrates the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. a really funny sketch. Yeah, I do oh, think nice I know what me.
2: happened though. I don't. Is Ellie's mom saw that sketch, emailed Ellie, and said, "You look like a couple. It's <laughs> impossible that you two aren't dating. Just
3: get it over with." <laughs> I mean, this is a commercial for Apple. Tell me you're you're not. No, Michael <laughs> still
4: looks sick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, You've got to save him. I wish I could remember when anything happened. Did you find this? I was the one bad thing about that job was that every single day was spent in the same like three places, like the your office, the studio and that hallway on six. And I ate the same thing every single day. I went to work the same way. And I have no idea of like what happened during which years? Like, I've no, I couldn't tell you of what happened in 2005 or 2003. Like, it, it, it all blends sound, together.
1: It sounds like preparation for being in lockdown during a pandemic.
3: Right. Yes. <laughs> the way you're describing it, isn't that most jobs?
4: Yeah. Oh, was that everyone's job? Sorry. <laughs> I just realized that is everyone's job. You're doing the same, <laughs> well, You're right. the same thing every day. That's just normal with all life.
3: But not everyone eats the same thing every day. Yeah, true. that's unusual. That's true. What were you eating every day? If you, if I had you a remember? turkey
4: burger at the commissary every oh. single day. The little the breadcrumbs to my grave will just be a little turkey burgers that I could, <laughs> I must have had. Thousands I never, of them.
3: as an intern, I never ate at the commissary. I, I wonder why I didn't, I wonder what I did.
4: I got like a 10% discount. Yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of there was food in the, well, sometimes when we splurged, Weinberg and I would go to Kuchina and co in the uh, concourse, but that's not why people tune into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay.
2: okay. Should you start so recording? Should ending. we get this going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you two collaborated on anything since Conan? No, Do
3: you still James get the
4: and c- Matthew. Oh. Uh, oh. no, 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 we haven't.
3: Uh. No, and Michael, I remember at one point again. I don't know if it was when we were friends or dating, but you were like, "Oh, we should write a sitcom together." Again, it was probably we were friends, and you were trying to like again. <laughs> okay. You're like, "Oh, my, you can I got <laughs> 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 like,
4: uh, my filthy mitts on you, and it's yeah, not going to be a sitcom. Too. He's a master manipulator.
3: You had the idea of that, but no. And now we haven't have we collaborated on anything.
4: Uh, I you don't do think so. No. I
3: mean, when do we ever,
4: can you imagine the, the time we have together that we use to try to write it?
3: A... Well, what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> <Because>, you are both <laughs> very busy. Yeah. But that can be, do we know, who are the couples who do that? I feel like that could be dangerous. It has the potential to be dangerous.
4: I never found it that, I agree. like, becoming when right? couples did that together. I
1: mean, I,
3: it just seems like hey, there's too much, there's too there's It can get competitive. Yes. Yes. yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially if you didn't start out that way. I mean, there's that right. old adage like never hire friends to do. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, because you it end gets up messy. Having fights. So yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, there's a great. Well, yeah. You know, I, I know this old timing, but do you ever see? Have you ever seen Born Yesterday? That movie. It's you a are great an movie. Old man.
3: Goldie Hawn? Uh, Judy Hall-
4: Holliday and. Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the couple that made that uh, was was married. Ruth Gordon and uh, Garson Kanan. Oh. They were like a famous. Oh. Screenwriting. I think it works well when both people are in the same profession, maybe. I think if they're like two writers or two actors who do stuff together. Well, I think that's
3: when it would get competitive if you're in the same. But anyway, yeah. At the end of the day, then where do you go? You're both still with each other. So you're like, oh, well, how can we.
4: I know. Well, I always wonder, like to
1: be Right, you, don't, you husband, don't know when
3: to end the day. Right, you
1: can't share could, stories like, "Oh, this asshole I'm working
2: with." Right, like. oh, wait, it's you. <laughs> right there, that's true. Oh, Part of the joy of being in a relationship is talking. Shit about your coworkers. That's so exactly. true. I yeah. love easy,
3: Michael. <laughs> Other people are listening. So stay positive, Sorry. Greg Cohen. positive. I know.
4: I just you, you lo- know. I love trashing people, Ellie. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> it's, you know what's the worst no- When I,
4: I trash people
1: to my wife, and she, I can tell it's like, oh no, she agrees with them.
3: I, I'm right. the yep. problem. I know. I hate that every time. I hate that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Does she pretend to side with you? Or you just see it in her eyes that I she's, see it in the eyes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I presuppose it. I always assume I'm the blame for everything, so... Yeah. I just look for evidence all around me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> to reaffirm.
1: <laughs> re- re- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always there. I always find it. You do, yeah. I'm a monster.
3: Well, I was recently complaining about some job to you, and I realized, oh, I complain about at most jobs. So, and then I started to think, oh, I think the problem is me. But Michael's very... Patient. Oh, this is interesting. So you know how each relationship—I thought that my friend Joe came up with this, but I think it's like a well-known again adage. It's every relationship has a gardener and a rose. Yes, we all I know heard this. that. Yeah, and it turns out it's true. That, but, yeah. but that there, one person has to be the nurturer, I guess. And I do think, Michael, I think you were a little meatier than I was. <laughs> And then I came on, it became clear that I was the one who was going to be the needy one. And I've noticed, I think that people say people don't yes. change, but I think you have. You, I think
4: there is, there was actually growth on my end of the relationship end. Yeah. that I became. Oh,
2: you, yeah. the rose uh, had growth. The rose yes. had the
3: rose grew and transformed uh. into a human gardener. <laughs> and, a gardener. <laughs> and
4: I'd like to blame it on being an old <laughs> child because I thought.
3: Oh, I don't think any of that's true. No, I don't
4: true. think that is true. But I was a very... Uh, selfish person and i think it became less so because of you
3: oh i wasn't gonna say selfish i think that Aww. it was just yeah every i had bigger tantrums than you did and yeah, then okay. i got to still have them but that's interesting because people change i'm here i'm here to tell you
2: <laughs> well maybe they you'll do. keep it's switching true. back too maybe well, at that's one point, true you'll it's switch again
3: a, yeah it's not a role for life yeah you'll
1: yeah like, it'd be nice to have, have michael start again. throwing tantrums
3: again <laughs> i just have to get sick again <laughs> didn't tantrums i mean not like out no. of control but when you have little tantrums at work sometimes no i mean, I yes. mean well
4: why you used to refer to it as um my period <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean when you'd get upset about something it it would just make me laugh your voice goes up a bit and it's it's very enjoyable <laughs>
4: Yeah, I know. It's like a squirrel coming in to complain. <laughs> you know.
1: Exactly.
2: So
4: get that squirrel out of
2: the office.
1: Well, you always had a great relationship with Conan where you guys, I think one of the reasons he went down to your apartment to check on you, he wouldn't normally do that with someone Uh-oh. else. It's Uh-oh. because you had a great needling relationship.
4: I know, you know. I always wish that I had, that I actually had felt better. And so you could do- just <laughs> fought him. Yeah. I don't know what that relationship was, but i <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it went from mild need it went from him needling me to mild needling of each other to physical violence by the
3: time <laughs> I left the show.
4: that's the normal course it's for
3: like, an yeah. employer it's like a brother employee. relationship yes, the yes. brother you never had, yeah, I don't know that relationship so well, but it was well, I've never seen anything like it, really because well, I just
4: remember one week we all went to Los Angeles, I figured we were shooting, but we were. In the parking lot of Jerry's Diner, my thing with Kona was that I would, I never, I I didn't understand limits. Like, so if, if there was any sort of mild, like pushing from someone, I would immediately start like thrashing my arms and, and and grabbing at them. I think what happened, I did something where (laughs) Kona like made some probably joke about my face. And then I grabbed his pants (laughs) pocket and yanked it like very, very witty thing to do. It's like yank on someone's pants. And then he noticed his pants were torn. And then he f- completely ripped the shirt off my body. It was like, it was oh forward. no! And then I had to sit down in Jerry's deli with like literally <laughs> rags. And then and that's the only time I was I just didn't understand like, what is this relationship?
2: It <laughs> sounds like dominant submissive. <laughs> I know it's very
3: strange, Michael. <laughs> it,
4: was, and it wasn't like we then like the two of us like got a beer after. Like there was always people around. It was just this. Yeah, I was there. Hey, yeah, he yeah.
1: picked up the tab. Yeah. So
3: totally
1: <laughs> no. Well, then- I have
2: a question. Gee, Do I don't know if you, if either of you have anything that you can talk about, but what is your experience right now being locked down in St. Louis? Are you working on anything? Is there is stuff just kind of on hold? Michael
3: is
4: no. Well, I was lucky. I've been working on this uh, HBO show that is mostly a documentary style shooting, so. We had most of the show and we were able to edit over a combination of Zoom and, and one other program. So actually, it's kind of, we're just finishing work like we normally would. Um, oh, that's great. Oh, that's, that's great. And it's been like a very nice little escape.
3: It's really lucky yeah, that, that you were done shooting and all of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean.
4: Very good timing.
1: When's yeah. that show? Coming out? Are you, are you allowed to uh,
4: say? I don't know. You don't have an area. I hopefully it'll. I'm hoping over the summer. It's something I have um, been working on with uh, Nathan Fielder and uh, uh-huh. This great he worked on Nathan uh, for
1: you, right? Mm-hmm. All every
4: season. Mm-hmm. Which and was then an amazing um, show.
2: The best uh, show. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
4: Incredible. And then uh, and this, there's this guy that uh, Nathan met named John Wilson, uh, who's this really talented documentary filmmaker who has his own style of. Uh, completely own style of making these uh, films, and they're all at the, this thing called johnsmovies.com. But anyway, right. that's what we've been working on. Well, it's, what's happening? Is is Conan doing shows right now? He is. Yes. He's, we're doing it all remotely.
2: Every I mean, night.
4: So what are you doing for that?
1: Is it just Zoom? Via Zoom, and then there's and comedy every iPhone. night, and it's all mm-hmm. being made by individual craftsmen
2: yeah, <laughs> working
1: together over the internet, you know, either... I filmed Zoom. a
2: commercial on a little. Yeah. I had that, a little that, mini
4: tripod. Have you found it that, it that it's helpful in a way to like you? It's exciting to have to come up with stuff.
1: I think at so. your yeah, house that
4: you yeah. feel with the phone that seems like it could be. I,
1: I think fun. any change in your you know daily schedule. Oh yeah, is initially exciting, and then right. after two days, it's like ugh,
2: right?
1: <laughs> yeah. This again.
4: But it's also well, so much funny like when the audience when people know that you had to make this at home. I feel like
3: right, they're very forgiving, so which I appreciate. Yeah, and that's what yeah. everyone's like at the very beginning. I felt like what is, uh, uh, of just this current condition. I was like, what is this? You're just seeing the insides of everybody's home. What? Are, it's amazing how quickly it's become normal. We haven't been able to watch that much stuff, but I watched the Today Show one morning and I was like, wait, that's Savannah's home. Yeah, it's just right? like everything is. But that's what it's normal now. I wonder what will. Like in the fall, I guess maybe you'll just do shows with no audience, right? I don't, I, don't
1: I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's, that's the big, or do you have people sitting, you know, six feet apart? So you've got yeah. 50 people in a theater, it, but they're spread mm-hmm. out.
3: But they're spread, right. It's, but that's what Sweden is doing, I think, right, right. now. Well, I think Sweden's if everyone okay. wears a
2: yeah, mask, in their cars. can't
4: they go? Is yeah. It, everything will be a
3: drive Yeah, Or
2: all drive-in in theaters. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. they're all coming back. Well, I have one other last
3: question. I just have well, one
4: more uh, thing to say about Greg Cohen, but yeah. please go uh, ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, uh. Do you remember I wanted to set Greg Cohen up with, my, with Carrie, my sister who got me the internship? I mean, years ago, oh, before Carrie that had a would have been... That's how much I love him.
1: Run it by your that mother. I really ago. forgot. forgot yeah. Your mother's like, I love that Greg Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: You've got
1: to do something for Greg.
3: <laughs> Figure it out.
2: All comedy writers' son-in-laws. Well, we we like to ask all of our guests uh, if you have one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who wants to do what you're doing. You know, thinking it could be, it could really be anything. It could be on how to how to get started. Uh, how to you know? Uh, Fred I'm
4: Willard's gonna mailing go, address. I'm going to go first <laughs> because it's,
3: yeah, for me, Michael, you're going too far. Our earbuds are going <laughs> to. Oh yeah, we're sharing earbuds. That's adorable. Um, we love each other we share everything My Boy, advice to aspiring I guess actors would be there's nothing funny about this would be to create as much of your own content as you can which now it's such a different era it's so it feels like there's so many more platforms to create on with that it's even I don't know it's more it feels more accessible now but you know as an actor you're sort of you're a lot of the time you're waiting for things to come your way a script to land on your doorstep your agent to call (laughs) but i think in order to get going you have to take charge and create as much as you can and i guess not all actors are or should be writers but i think it's about taking control so that you feel i think that also gives you confidence so i would say to anyone trying to become an actor to create as much of your own content as you can
4: we we've never discussed i'm not like this isn't like i'm setting up i really don't know but do you feel like because you did improv and you were you met a lot of people in that world that, that made a difference in the option, the offers sure. that you had, and the opportunities you had?
3: Sure. Are you recommending? Well, don't recommend. The UCB theater. I know that just closed. So what are you trying to dangle? I I just
4: mean like, I feel like the only thing I know is you kind of want to like rub elbows with people who have similar interests.
3: Absolutely. Yes. And yes, I literally
2: elbows now because we can't (laughs) shake. Yes. I'm trying to be responsible.
3: (laughs) Michael, that's absolutely right. And Yeah. uh, yeah. And you could apply that to, I guess, most industries, but yeah.
1: It's always exciting when you first meet people with the same interests and sensibilities. Oh yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay.
3: Didn't know that they were there. Right. I it's, think that's what the improv theaters did. Cause I, I didn't even know that was, I knew about Chicago and everything, but then when you like that, that was a big improv town, but then you came to New York yeah. and you're like, oh, these people, they like doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's a great discovery.
1: Yeah. And, and then you have this kind of natural support system yes. that you don't even realize is a support system. People you're doing the same stuff with are also
4: become your friends. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so That's funny because like when we were at Conan, so many of the pe- of the writers at Conan were had come from Second City and always hung out right. at UCB. Brian McCann and Jack Glaser and uh, Brian Stack. Stack and Kevin Dorf. So that was my whole like social life. Like I would not have had any social life if it wasn't for this other organization that I had no part of. But if it wasn't for the improv world, I don't know what I would have done at night. Like those, those were all the people I I would see.
3: What's your advice?
4: Listen to God damn it.
3: (laughs) She got it right. She took yours.
4: She's a lot more successful than I am anyway. I'll never make that kind of dough. Um, I would, uh, if you feel like enthusiasm for something, I think that's a sign that you might be good at it. So, you should listen to that. So whatever you shouldn't talk yourself out of something that you want to do because you feel like you're not destined to do it or that you feel like, well, too many other people will want to do that. If you, if you like something, it is probably a sign that that's what you should do. That's good advice,
2: too. Great, Very yeah. valuable,
3: Michael.
1: Don't listen to naysayers.
3: No.
2: I mean, especially once you start creating stuff, having, you know, your own personal conviction about your taste and about your comedy sensibility is really important because you are going to have so many notes from various right. sources. And yes. It's and, really- but this is, the,
4: this is I think, the tricky thing now is that even though so many people have come from UCB and I feel like it's improved the world of comedy a lot, I guess the tricky thing is to have your own tastes and just stick by it and, and not feel like you, you need to agree with everybody with who's in the same field as you are. Right. That's, and I think that yeah, sometimes that's is
3: trickier now. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. When Everything. you
1: think about <laughs> your favorite things you just love, often they're from one or two voices as opposed to something being done right. by committee. It
4: automatically gets watered mm-hmm. down. It's so true. And, and, and. Because to me, like, and you notice TV shows, like, at, at any certain period will all sort of sound like each other. Right. And, like, the people all have the same rhythms. And, he, right. and Yeah, but I feel like the things that really, really hit home with you are usually just some one person who, when you're young, you just, like, sit upright. You can't, something about it just grabs your attention. And you don't really know what it is. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, That's did you true. have that when you were young? Like, was there somebody that you just...
1: Yeah, yeah, and you you kind of you put a lot of eggs in their fast like you contested <laughs> in how their career goes. And, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: and then later on, you you end up hearing stories about how they were told no, or you know, right. they got all this criticism from people, and you're like, "What? No, that person's a genius."
4: Well, it's the weirdness of. Like that, you hear something, and I assume, like, it's like if you get into music or any field that you real if it's kind of driven by your just like, you're like needing to do it. But it is to come across something when you're young, like, and it's just like, what is this? And to like need to absorb all of it, like constantly. And by the it's, way, that's like, really
3: lucky to have that. It is lucky. Oh, it's so lucky. Really yeah. Something has sparked at such a young yeah. age. Um, but you know,
4: life seems like it's going to be so long, but you look back, and I still feel like, oh my God, yeah, my life has been pretty much shaped by what's something that happened when I was 14. What so was that, right. Michael? You no, I just mean, you know, you just oh, right. see something you like, and like. And now it's
1: crazy. Like in the old days, you'd have to. If you saw something on TV, you'd have to wait seven months to see that person.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now you can just in two hours watch and everything and yeah. that person's ever done.
2: Yes,
4: it's crazy.
1: I
3: don't know how I feel about that, but yes, I know it's so true. That My that sons that you could do
4: burn that. out on your greatest love <laughs> in the weekend.
3: Next,
2: yeah.
4: Well. Thank you for hanging out
2: with us yeah. after your kids Thank went you to sleep. For, do you want to get so any nice. extra
4: material that you we, can we, replace other oh more yeah, yeah, boring sections worry. with? Oh, yes. Really, I'm for over very hour, jittery so about the quality yeah, of that. Don't worry, Michael, no I do Michael think, Komen.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be kind of... Thank you so much for talking with us. This, First of all, in, in addition to enjoying the podcast, it's so nice to talk to people. We haven't, we've only been talking This is the <laughs> longest <laughs> conversation we've had with
4: anyone since we got here.
3: So <laughs> thank you for providing
2: that. Of
4: it's
2: so nice. Oh, well, I'm glad the bar oh, was low. So, no, <laughs> it, 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 yes. Most, so the only other
4: outside conversation, the only outside <laughs> conversation we've had, my son talks to my mother every day exclusively about animals.
1: And so Uh it's very sweet. Yeah. It's very sweet. (laughs) There's so much to talk to both of you about, but we thought since this kind of rare chance to get you two together, we'd talk about since you have such a cool background. Yeah, yeah, your story
3: I could talk about it all day long. Well,
4: I, think <laughs> I do recommend they talk to you at some point again. Wait, wait, you keep not answering exactly what they yeah, just put out. Yeah, you two need to. Yeah, act- you
3: both have separate
2: careers that we didn't really cover at all. Right. And, exactly. And,
3: and no need because we both were here. We. You know what? In a way, the relationship is our career. It's our, our love career. Aww. Aww. Maybe
2: you're both the gardener. Maybe it turns out
3: I do some nurturing as well.
1: That means there are no flowers, <laughs> oh,
3: just no. gardeners. That's a, it's too, uh, uh,
4: well. Oh, my fear sentiment. Um, I have, can I have to say. St- I am, I am the luckiest man in the world. Oh. And I, you know, oh, I, I said this to Conan once. <laughs> I said this to Conan. You
3: were the luckiest man. In no,
4: the world. I didn't. I, I tell. Yes, I. Uh, I think I made him uncomfortable when I said this. But <laughs> it, no, the same thing is true with um, you, Mike. That uh, so many of the best things in my life are. From you because you hired me on that show and it was the really well, one Greg of the best Cohen things that ever happened in my life. Yeah. yeah. And and it's the reason I I met Ellie and almost all the things I got to do after that. So oh, I really do uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Oh well
1: gee. Oh. I just do what Greg Cohen tells me to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we all do. We're well I'm so glad so it worked. Sentimental out. during this time. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I
3: know quarantine tears. It's it's, tugging at the heartstrings it's there. So sweet. <laughs> No, I'm
1: crying. Forget well, well you let us, thank
3: you, Ellie and Michael? Yeah,
1: and can thank you let us know when you get to leave St. Louis? I'm curious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious to know. I also, I just, uh, yeah. We and we don't know where we're going. Right. I think yeah. New York is with what? two small kids is not ideal, right? Yeah, now. Yeah. If you have any yeah. suggestions,
4: <laughs> you mean suggestions?
1: Just keep What's going the mess? next pool house. Don't
3: know where we relocate for a year? Yeah, right. Just stay at the pool house. Eventually, <laughs> think, they have to open that pool.
1: I was—I was, I was going to say, find a new pool house with a real yeah. pool.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> objective number one. But yeah. Well, hmm. anyway, everyone in the world will right. figure out what to do. Thank you guys so much. for Thank you guys us. Yeah. so much. Thank you. This is great.
2: And that was our interview with Ellie and Michael.
1: Yes. Hopefully, they got some sleep after that. It was, it was getting late where <laughs> yeah, they, they were.
2: They wanted to keep talking. It was clear that they had not talked to other adults in a while.
1: <laughs> it's true. That's when we strike.
2: And I love their love story.
1: It's a lovely story. I I had no idea about Ellie's mom and her role. I I don't think think Michael did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If anyone out there has any uh, matchmaking requests, they should send them to Ellie's mother.
1: Uh, That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us this week.
2: But we'll be back next week. We hope you're all staying sane out there and safe
1: stay sane and safe and stay inside and wash your hands
2: (laughs) thank you Dr. Fauci you're welcome we like you Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell.
1: Produced by Jen Samples.
2: Engineered and mixed by Will Beckton.
1: Supervising producers are Kevin Bartelt and Aaron Blayart.
2: Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco.
1: And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf.
2: Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials.
1: You can rate and review the show on Apple
2: Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best.
0: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance. Jewelry.